0: Today's episode is brought to you by Captain Morgan, the official captain of Against All Odds. We're raising our glasses of Captain Morgan and cola to all you captains out there. Whether you're a tugboat captain, captain of your intramural dodgeball team, or just live to have fun, you're all captains in our book. And no matter how you choose to live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. Hey, we're also here thanks to Yahoo Sports. Show me the football. Are you ready for live football on your phone? Well, with the Yahoo Sports mobile app, you got it. Watch local and primetime NFL games on your phone or tablet all season long. Never miss your local game. Never miss a big national matchup. All you need is the Yahoo Sports app. Get the Yahoo Sports mobile app, and you are golden. And now, the Mighty Mighty Boston's. Alright, welcome to Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. I'm Sal. Master Tate Frazier working the board right now. He's the CEO of this podcast. What's happening, Tate? Not too much, Sal. Excited to be here. Oh, it's going to be fun. We have so much to cover. Mike Lombardi. Your teammate,
1: yes, DM Street. Yes, he's
0: coming on. He's got a great, great football mind. I haven't made a dollar off of it though. He never. I. I he can't give me a pick. I don't know what it is. It doesn't. It doesn't convert, right? Well, he's
1: he's happy to be back in Jersey today, so maybe he'll have that good juju and maybe get right. some good picks, possibly. Oh, maybe it I'll get happen.
0: something. He has a book out. It's Gridiron Genius. We'll talk to him later on. But before that, I mean, I love the NCAA tournament, but this this week is possibly the best week. For the year, of, for the year, for sports and sports gambling, and we're going to cover it. I want to get my fellas on the phone here: my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my wizards of wagering, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta. Harry, brother Bry, Darren, the Parlay Kid. What's up, fellas?
2: What's going on, Sal? Hey,
3: Sal. What's happening? What's going
0: on, buddy? Listen, there's a lot going on. Before Lombardi comes on, we're going to talk all sports: NFL, NBA futures. M L B playoff futures. We're gonna skip uh NHL talk until Harry learns how to pronounce some of the names, but we're gonna take a ride on Captain Morgan's Riverboat Casino and then we're gonna launch into Best Bets and we're gonna do this all in like forty five minutes. Now, Parlay Kid, I jumped on your best bet. It was a parlay and it, it everything hit except the Ravens, right? Minus two and a half? Well, we had money line, right?
2: Yeah, we had money line, uh, Sal. And Ravens uh wow, the disappointing Sal, uh Early 3 nothing lead, had the ball first down on inside the 5-yard line, possibly on the 3-yard line. Flacco gets picked. To, they had a chance to go up 10 points. Uh, right there, I said, we're in trouble here. And you know what? I think I've learned my lesson. Tough to bet against Baker Mayfield. I think the guy makes plays. Sometimes, uh, you know, he's got that winning quality to him. So, uh, yeah. I don't know. I knew hey, something was funny was going to happen this week, and that was the funny thing that happened. It seemed
0: like no, the Ravens just no let the let them like ah, we feel bad for them. We're going to let them stay in this game. Like just just oh, a block kick here. Every drive stalls at the ten yard line. Then yeah. even but Baker, the big play, the second and twenty-one from his own five, and he digs himself out. That was oh
2: right. They're looking second at Second and twenty-one from his own five yard line. Like two
0: ten remaining Scramble or something. Yeah, it's it's like they they. I I, I have to root for him. It's like I, I I'm betting. You The Browns every week, but you have to root for them, especially like, okay, Brady, Breeze, Rodgers, these guys are going to be gone. We look to the future, what did we thought? We thought it was Dak Prescott. We thought it was uh, Deshaun Watson. I don't know about those guys now, you know? You need like a a Baker Mayfield and maybe a Lamar Jackson gets there and and lights things up. Obviously, Mahomes is great. Um, Goff is fun, but you have to look towards the future, right? We have to we have to think about that our next parlay. Write that down, Absolutely. Absolutely. yeah,
2: he's he's, I got you. <laughs> he's fun to watch. Uh, yeah, all things, uh, anything else considered, he's fun to watch. Very fun.
0: Right. By the way, Brown's second in the league in rushing. That that's a very underrated thing. Like uh, he's handing up the Chubb and hiding there doing the job. All right, Harry, you remain hot. You cashed in on Saturday, Florida over LSU. You're getting a couple points.
3: Getting uh yeah, I bought it up to three. Um, took a little while for their offense to get going, but boy, did they run the ball great in the second half. Um, I predicted the score to be 26-17, and again, I'm dead on. Final score is 27-19. Very close.
0: That's the not dead on. Again. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> right on target. Close. Is that dead no, on? A points close. away. Tate, Tate pretty, close. <laughs> pretty close? Pretty close. Pretty close, Harry. That's dead I, on. I'd say dead on.
0: The exact score would be dead yeah, on. You That's know, what I think. Yeah, you
1: yeah you don't brag about hitting
2: uh, a score unless you actually hit the score.
0: Yeah.
3: So the week before when I said 27 for Kansas City and it was 27-23, I can't brag about that? No. no. Oh, okay.
0: Well, let me ask you this. Why, why the hell are you buying a half a point if you know the exact score? And your, your team's going to win by like, 10 or 12 or whatever you Just said it was. Just in case. Uh, that's four in a row that's all I'm saying All right, that's good no that's good we need winners here four in a row for Harry brother Bry, you won right
4: yeah I had uh, Florida State plus 14 against Miami they were I didn't have to sweat that out at all they were up 20 in the third quarter Mm -hmm. I mean I felt bad for them though I think they got screwed by uh, a big call in the game they should have won that game but ended up losing by one but uh, that was pretty easy
0: yeah those rivalry games I mean what was uh, Texas getting seven and a half they were up Huge, yeah. huge third quarter, and then uh, you know, obviously Oklahoma tied it, and Texas won by a field goal. But uh, those rivalry games, FSU, they just played them close. Now I know, I know, I'll get uh, I'll get reamed with that next week or something, some rivalry game. But it's something to look for with these double-digit rivals playing each other. All right, let's go over this NFL prop. This is this is potentially our greatest segment because we're giving out winners inadvertently on these things. We go over these weird props. <laughs> And you could find them online, and we always find one that we like. And brother, by last week we liked that there would be over a half a game, <laughs> or so at least one game would go to overtime last week, right?
4: Yep, over half. We got two. I think you and I are you and I the only ones betting this, or Parlay Kid and uh, Harry betting. No, this? This no, three no. Three straight weeks though. The three straight weeks we've hit on this one.
0: This is good. All right, so we're gonna go around uh, the horn here. I'm gonna ask you guys what you think the line will be on these various props, and if we're close or if we're far, it'll jump out as a red flag, and maybe we'll jump on it. Maybe we won't. Let's start with you, Harry. J.J. J. Okay. Watt and T.J. Watt, will they end up first and second in sacks this year? What's the yes? Uh, hmm. Hmm. uh
3: I'm going to... Rapid fire. Top of my head here, let's see... Uh, the yes
0: is uh plus one one seventy five. No. Plus five hundred. Five hundred.
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm. yeah. Wow. Are they the sat? they're both the sack leaders now, right?
4: They both have six, right? They both have six,
0: yeah. right, right. They're they're actually yeah. they're
4: with Gino
2: Atkins, I think. Too.
0: Jawing at each other. That's right. Watt, Atkins, uh both Watts and Atkins have six. Our guy Demarcus Lawrence is five and a half and Hunter. Wow. Five to one's pretty good. Yeah. Why don't we do something like that? All right. Well look at that. Let's look at that um yeah Parley kid Andrew luck well what do you think his attempts are over under let's put it that way this week
2: well I know he's averaging a lot of attempts so far this year mm-hmm. uh they're playing the jets uh, I'll say over under is 42 and a half
0: yeah I would have said something in there in that range he has 121 in the last two games this guy whatever arm he has left they're they're destroying it this team. Uh, with not very good receivers, <laughs> either. It's 39 and a half. Um, okay. But against the Jets, yeah, maybe, maybe, he doesn't, maybe he doesn't need all that.
2: I like that. I think that's going to go over. You like I, over? I think yeah. that's going over.
0: All right. Okay. They can't
2: run the ball. They can't run the ball. Right. right. So, and you say, how many how many passes did he throw in the last? A hun-
0: 121. It's insane, oh Tate. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Hmm. Um. All right. Okay. Brother wow. Bry, uh you have uh, Thielen on your fantasy team, right?
4: Yeah.
0: Uh, over ninety nine and a half yards receiving. Now he's had a hundred the first four, right? What do you yeah, think? Uh,
4: yeah, yes, his first uh, first five, right? First five.
0: five. Oh yeah, that's right. We're first, five already. First guy right. ever. First guy ever. Over ninety nine and a half. What does Vegas adjust to here? Uh, let me go with uh,
4: minus. 130.
0: Yeah, I would have thought it was a minus two. Quarter of the season, more. He's, he's put up 100 yards. It's plus 110. Mm. Ooh. Interesting, okay. right? Who do they have? Oh, they're home. Oh, they, well, he might not play uh, the they fourth might, quarter. They might yeah. be up
2: on Arizona by like 20 points right. after the first quarter. Right. So who the heck knows? Maybe that, that's factoring into it.
0: That's what they're thinking. All right. Um, all right, Tate, how about this for you? You don't, you, you don't really know numbers too well. That's the problem. <laughs> oh, shit, you don't know any numbers.
1: Yeah, I don't know numbers. Yeah, that's, right. the, that's the tough part. Poor Tate doesn't know numbers. I anymore. know names. All words. right,
0: All right, Mitch Trubisky and the Bears. <laughs> will they make the playoffs this year? Would you say the yes or no, which is favored? Mm. Let's put it that way.
1: I think the no is favored, right, at this point?
0: I would have thought the no would be favored, but the yes for the Bears to make the playoffs is minus one forty.
1: So it's the Khalil Mack thing. People are still buying into the no, defense no. being able to carry in them.
0: It's Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> okay. It's the Mitch Trubisky thing.
1: <laughs> that's what it is. I, I saw Trubisky's Heisman or uh Heisman. Uh his MVP odds are better than Cam Newton's at this
0: point. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. Are they? Wow. All right. Minus one forty. I think that's a little hefty. I think we need to see a little more of this NFC North. I think uh everything will will normalize. Um, Harry. Mason Crosby, will he miss a field goal or extra point this week? Last week he had, what, four missed field goals and an extra point? What about one One or the other? Uh, let's
3: see, Monday night against the Niners. Hmm.
0: What's the. I'm going to
3: say he's going to bounce back. I'm going to say no, and I'm going to say it's going to be a. I'm going to say the no's the favorite. I'm going to say no at. Uh, That was
0: -145. I think you're right. I only wrote down the yes as +120, so you're probably dead on there. Yeah. All right, there's no value there.
3: I mean, that was some, in a has the uh anyone ever done that, let alone in a dome? That was wild.
0: Mhm. All right, uh Parlay Kid. Will Arizona so for the first time ever, four rookies quarterbacks won in the same week. Will Arizona, the New York Jets, Cleveland, and Buffalo all win in the same week from now until the end of the season?
2: Oh, the same week. That's a good one. I like this one.
0: <laughs> what are the odds that it happens?
5: Uh,
2: geez, well, it's not happening this week. Um, uh, yes, plus 1,200.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty good guess. They they only have it. At, they they take a nice vig here. It's plus nine hundred, and the no is minus thirty five hundred. So uh, oh my god! Yeah, it's <laughs> really? terrible. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. Wow, it's pretty bad. But well, it's okay.
4: I mean, the thing is, Arizo- Arizona is not going to really win many more games. I than know. Anymore, so. That's yeah. the way to do it. And yeah. Plus,
0: there's going to be four weeks where they're not. They're going to be on buys, right? Or did someone eat up their buy already? I, I can't even. I don't even know. Right, so they're four yeah, weeks uh, automatically. Right. Not those
2: yeah, teams, Sal. I don't think those teams. I don't style, think they though. were
0: either. All right. Uh, um,
2: wow, that might. I mean, yeah. Well, the no at minus thirty five hundred though. Jeez.
0: Let's load up on that. That'll be fun to root for. <laughs> I, I, I swear there has to be a way to go against that. Um, all right. Tate, will yes. Alabama? Did we do this last week? Will Alabama score forty five plus points for every game the rest of the year?
1: Yes. They will. Yes. Uh, wow. Why not? I mean, the Tua thing is, I, I, I saw Feinbaum was on ESPN this morning, and, he you know, of course Alabama's the best team. It's, it's the same thing. I, I think they're just going to keep—he's the best quarterback they've ever had. I think they can do it. I trust Tua.
0: He's going to be—I mean, like, uh, the, like the parlay kid said with, um, with Adam Thielen— He's not gonna maybe he's gonna be wearing like a ball cap in fourth quarter a lot yeah, of these games, right? I, that's,
1: I guess that's possible, but I, I don't know. They just they just seem unstoppable. <laughs> I, I haven't even watched enough college footballer than uh, I watch the highlights and they blow out everybody. I it, know. It's, it's just tiresome at this point. Apparently
0: so. everyone's uh, uh, disgusted with their schedule, but I think they have three decent games coming up, right, brother Brian? Nine to one odds. Nine to one odds for forty-five.
4: I could see yeah, it. Yeah, they got uh they have Mississippi State coming up. They got they got some good ones. I mean, they got very they Auburn still. and LSU. They have Auburn, and LSU, yeah, Auburn right? Auburn, LSU, right. Mississippi State. But, it, yeah. but
1: even those teams aren't. I don't know. Yeah. It just seems like a, a very chalk year in college football.
0: If you could bet Jaguars to make the playoffs or the Dolphins to not make the playoffs, Harry, which one would you bet? Because they're about the same odds minus one forty, minus 140, 145.
3: At this point, I might have to say Jaguars not to make the playoffs.
0: No, Portals that that, that wasn't an Still option, Harris. <laughs> that. <laughs> that wasn't they're even an, an option. option. Harry, presented. Jaguars <laughs> make the playoffs, yes, minus 145, or Miami make not make the playoffs, minus 140. It's... Then I
3: guess I'm saying Miami not make the playoffs. Okay, all right. Wow. Yeah. I would, yeah.
0: Well, I would say that anyway, I think, right?
3: <laughs> Running game of are they That's a pretty year at the beginning
0: <clears throat> of the season. Paulie kid, every you like that?
3: They go 2-0, and 3-0, oh, and, oh, and they end up tanking.
0: Yeah. Big game against Tay Frazier's um uh, Mitch Trubisky led Bears <laughs> this week.
1: Let's go, Mitchell.
0: All right. Well that's it. So okay, so what do we like out of that? The Watt one is interesting. Uh Parler Kid, you like luck over thirty nine and a half. Thielen, maybe a little too maybe getting back too much there a little, but uh Mason Crosby. That was uh Rapid Fire props. Luck over thirty nine and a half attempts. Uh let's hear from Zip Recruiter. Ooh. Hey, Harry, you know what's not smart? Job sites that overwhelm you with tons of the wrong resumes. But you know what is smart? ZipRecruiter.com odds. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't wait for candidates to find you. ZipRecruiter finds them for you. It's powerful matching technology, scans thousands of resumes, identifies people with the right skills, education, and experience for your job, and actively invites them to apply so you get qualified candidates fast no more sorting through the wrong resumes no more waiting for the right candidates to apply it's no wonder ZipRecruiter is rated number 1 by employers in the US and right now my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address ziprecruiter.com/odds that's ziprecruiter.com/odds ziprecruiter.com/odds ziprecruiter the smartest way to hire all right, we're back on Against All Odds. Oh, Brother Bry, Parlay Kid, let's talk a little baseball. I'm sorry to do this to you. Uh, You're probably probably wearing black all day today. The Yankees, they came yeah. so close to winning that game four. They fell behind too early. Um, but yeah. so many chances. and all oh, that ni- It was so exciting that ninth inning. Sanchez getting under it. Terrible at-bat by Giancarlo Stanton. And then to leg it out at the end, to just give it a little extra, right, Parlay Kid? Thought he could have made mm, it.
2: Man, I— uh, yeah, it was uh, that was rough. So I thought Sanchez's ball, like right away, I thought it was out. He had a great at bat. Uh-huh. Uh, Stanton is going to have a long off season here, and uh, as Brian will tell you, I was amongst the few Yankee fans that were not ecstatic about that. Uh, only because in the playoffs, the Yankees just have too many guys who don't put the bat on the ball, and I think that's what these uh, winning teams do.
0: You were not ecstatic uh, about so the Red said, Sox matchup. What were we not?
2: No, are, uh, not ecstatic. Uh, just about uh, the the pickup for St- the Yankees, oh, I see. picking I see. up Stanton in the gotcha. off season. I, yeah. I was amongst the few that uh, I just thought, come playoff time, he would be a guy who would struggle in the playoffs. And um, sure enough, uh, great regular season player, but I think uh, just strikes out too much. And so when you send like the text and said sorry guys. Do you guys really you really mean that? Like you feel bad for Brian and I?
0: No, no, I or meant...
2: like or, or is it like you want us to you'd rather see us win than Simmons win.
0: Uh, you, I I'd rather I... see that <laughs> see that this is what happened. I think I meant sorry guys, like no no comma. Like you you guys are sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, I, I, and I've thought about it. I think I deal with more a hole Red Sox fans out here than, than I do Yankee fans for sure. But it is an impossible series to root for. I, I, was, I wanted them to beat the A's, and then I'm like, what am I doing here? I have six days where I can't root for anything. But, um, Harry, did you feel the same way, or are you just against the Yankees the whole time?
3: I mean, I, I know, remember earlier in the season, we went over who was going to win the division, who's actually a better team, and I was the one who took the Red Sox. Oh, yeah, Because it's true. overall, if the Yankees weren't going to hit homers, which they didn't hit any at home uh, in these two games, uh, they can't manufacture runs. But Austin had the better hitters, the better guys that hit for average, and uh, and they just dominated the series for the most part.
0: I'll give you props, Harry. That was the third week of July. I took off. Simmons hosted this podcast. And I think the Red Sox were plus 180 to win the division. Everybody took the minus 250. I would have been in, uh, as yeah, well.
3: Ben, uh, ben Attendee's been solid. He was solid in the playoffs here, too. And, uh, and, and Martinez, probably you know, he's not, not going to win uh, MVP, but he definitely deserves to with his stats. I mean, they just
4: dominated.
0: Brother Bry, you did the unthinkable and not only rooting for your team, but you, you had a bet on them as well.
4: Yep, I bet them. Yep, I bet them game three and game four. So that Ugh. was uh, that sucked. Mm. Uh, but yeah, like Darren was saying, I, I every Yankee fan today hates Stanton. Uh, yeah. they they need better starting pitching as well. I, I I'm wondering right now. I was saying today to a couple of guys. I wonder. I know. People are talking about Harper and Machado, but I wonder if the Yankees will trade Andujar for a starting pitcher in the offseason and then sign Machado. That sounds like a Yankee thing to do Yeah, um, at this point in time. It was but, looking uh, at, know, it was at an upsetting day.
0: After game one, you're thinking, well, Kimbrel's going to have to make like a get like a 14-out save in this series at some point because he's all they have. And then it just really turned around going to the Bronx. It didn't make any sense. But let's move forward. We have Brewers-Astros. I'm sorry, we have Brewers, Dodgers, and Astros, Red Sox. Um, we're going to each make a pick. Best bet going forward, the odds are out there. Um, Brewers and the Dodgers are 155 favorite over the Brewers, and I think the Red Sox are the same, or the Astros are the same over the Red Sox. Is that right? Somewhere in there?
4: Yeah, the Astros were like minus 145.
0: 145 now? All right, which which way are you picking, yes. Bri?
4: Uh, so what I'm looking at, so I already have, from last week, I have the Brewers to win the uh, NLCS mm-hmm. at plus 260. So I'm going to stay away from the National League because I'll be rooting for the, the Brewers in that one. But I, I would go with the Astros to win the World Series at plus 210. Don't really love the minus 145 against Boston. The weird thing is they're minus 145 against Boston in this series, but they're plus 210 to win the World Series, and the Red Sox are plus 215 to win the World Series. Hmm. So it's very weird. That just means Boston's a much bigger favorite if it gets to the World Series, which I don't really understand. Because if you look at Houston, I mean, every time I watch them, I've bet against them this year, too. And I feel like Springer, Altuve, and Bregman are always on base, always getting hits. Their starting pitchers are great. If Correa starts to hit even a little bit, they're not, this team's not losing. So I, I think plus 210 for the Astros is... There's a, a little bit of yep. value
0: there. Now you were yep. going to root for and bet against the Red Sox no matter what, right? But I do agree, like George Springer's. Yeah, no matter what, hot.
4: anyway, it doesn't matter. So this is just added. <laughs> I, I do like the Astros. though. Yeah. They're, they're. I mean, they're a fun team to watch.
0: They're good, and I think they won four out of seven the regular season. I kind of see the same thing happening um, in the postseason. Parlay kid, yep. you agree?
2: Yes, yeah, I'm on the same thing as Brian is. Tate, is there any way to go back to last week's pod and edit out my picking of the Cleveland Indians? Yes. Oh, man.
1: Yes, uh, I can the do the that way, probably, kid. No worries. Let's do it. Okay, we'll yeah, that would be
2: great because... Uh, <laughs> I'm actually more embarrassed about that now than anything I've done on the show. That was uh, tremendously embarrassing. Wait a, but at minute, least, wait a minute. Wait
3: a minute. Wait. At least listen.
2: At least I didn't call them the darlings of Major League Baseball. So
3: <laughs> that's that's a that's a positive. Can can, t- can take uh, that out? That. My Rockies picked them as well. No, I can't do that, Harry. I
1: can't do that. Can oh, okay. take. Well,
2: I, we were brutal. That was brutal for both of us uh, to go with the Rockies and the uh, the Indians. But um. I agree with Brian Sal on this. I think the Astros, and so you know this, I had, I was jaded by the Astros because in July, I went through a stretch of betting the Astros on parlays where I was going like six out of seven, five out of six, and the Astros went through a stretch where they were scoring like one run a game for like two weeks.
0: Again, how bad them, was they, Verlander at home uh, betting against them was the best and bet Yeah right.
2: Verlander couldn't win a game at home. Yeah. I, remember those stats They were unbelievable yeah. and we gave some of those out in July and I kept waiting for the, you know it was like a two to three week period for the Astros. but other than that, they've probably been just as good as anybody in baseball all year. And mm-hmm. like Brian said, uh, their staff is great. Uh, and, and if, like Brian said, great point. If Correa, who hit a home run the other day, maybe that jump starts him. If he gets going, this team can't lose. Yeah. Um, as Brian's saying, at 210. I, I like them All
3: right. right now.
0: All right, Harry, what are you, you going Astros also?
3: Well, probably, but I'm going go go <laughs> go nice to go with National League. I'm going to go National League. I'm going to take the Brewers. That I think it's the last time I saw it was plus 140. Brian says he has them for the pen. I know you have them too, Sal. Yep. And, uh team shows no fear Jeffries had one bad inning pitching in game nine uh, in the ninth inning in game one but besides that they rolled the Rockies I mean Travis Shaw Mike Moustakis both hit 364 in the series and when freaking 38 year old Eric Kratz from Eastern Mennonite hit 625 in the series everything's going your way White Miley was lights out on Sunday and Joaquin is pitching lights Lights out as well. Like it's playoff days with the Royals, all's clicking for the Brewers. Mm. Uh, I think uh, it's going to be exciting. I and mean, like you said, Sal, that place is that place was rocking, and they'll be going crazy at home. At plus one forty, I think that's uh, definitely. That's good shot, but with me being on it, I don't know. I don't know. You guys might No, be don't
0: let yourself down. You, you went to Eastern Mennonite. You're, you'll be fine. No, the, uh, the, <laughs> br- Brother Brian, I think we got hosed a little with our thinking and with our odd strategy. We had the Brewers at plus 260, which we pointed out. It's a key gambling number. It's the perfect, it's the exact odds you would get for two minus 110 bets on a parlay. And now here are the Brewers. I think they're, what are they, even a little bit? Or they get, they're they getting a little on the plus Against the Dodgers, but um, I'm sticking with them. I like uh, I like them to win this series over the Dodgers. I think Wade Miley and Giovanni Gallardo, look, they were terrified to throw those guys against the Rockies because the Rockies crushed left handed hitting. It's different for uh, the Dodgers. The Dodgers hit 240 against lefties this year and like 170 in the postseason so far against lefties. But uh, that was a weird series, Harry. As, as good as the crowd thought was, I thought. If they lose that first game and the Rockies tied it and sent it to extra innings, mm. who knows what happens. But then they just shut them down. There was nothing after that. Nothing two at all. Two
3: games, no runs, and when they scored two in that ninth inning, that was it.
0: Yeah, that was it. In that first game. All that right. was it. That'll do it for our baseball analysis. And it brings us to our sponsored segment, Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. Each week, the degenerate trifecta and I set sail tackling made up. Gambling propositions related to sports and pop culture events. This week we ask and we put odds on this: What is the current rule in professional football that you hate the most? Which is the worst rule? Is it the catch rule, three to two odds? Roughing the passer, five to two? Overtime, four to one? Or the field? Pick your own at five to one. Parlay kid, which of these do you hate most?
2: So I'm taking the field. Uh, not that this is necessarily a rule, but it's a phase of the game. Mm -hmm. I am looking to get rid of, and that is kicking. Mm. No more kickoffs. No more punts. No more extra points. Let's try this for a year and see how it works. But we'll allow one thing. How about field goal attempts only over 50 yards or more, 60-plus yards, four points. Wow. What do you say? It was exciting last week, that Cano kick. Yes, we'll, we'll allow that. Let's allow those long field goals. But get rid of kicking for a year. Let's see how it works. out. make the game much more exciting, and maybe we'll do this: five downs to get 15 yards. Wow. Get rid of the punts. Get rid of the kickoffs. Get rid of it all. You're Sticks. changing
0: everything. All right. Well, that that screws Every, with the yes. uh, screws with the record yep. books a little bit. But uh, but with no kickers, Harry would never win a fantasy game. I don't know. I kind of like it. I kind of like it. <laughs> <laughs> brother brother, Bry, what do you think?
4: Yeah, I'm all right with the – I'm okay with the no field goals. That That's fine. Mm-hmm. Just the question is – I know Darren's just upset probably from Jason Garrett, the whole the whole situation <laughs> of punting. Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> that really, it's
0: so awesome. stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid.
4: That yeah, has really. a lot to do with it. Uh, it's, it's got to. It's got to. But I would say the roughing the passer, I mean, th- these calls are definitely – they're ruining games this year. It's like last year the catch rule was ruining games. This year it's roughing the passer. Mm-hmm. You can't hit the QBs high. You can't hit them low. You can't hit them at all except if you're J.J. Watt, then you're allowed to kill oh, Zach Prescott. I don't yeah. know if you saw that hit on Dak. There was no flag called. But it's only a matter of time where this just eventually becomes flag football for the quarterbacks, which maybe it just should be. Maybe you just pull the flag on the QB. That way the defensive players aren't getting hurt, the QBs aren't getting hurt. You know, So uh, I think it's got to be the rough.
0: It's very weird. Back. You're right. I mean, there's no in the grasp. They're, they're sending mixed messages here. But if you land on the quarterback you know, belly to belly – you're screwed. You're you're getting flags thrown all over your helmet there. Uh, yeah, that's a bad one. All right, Harry, which is yours?
3: I'm gonna take overtime at four to one. Not more. Not exactly with the touchdown and field goal situation, but more or less the time. I mean, everyone bitches when a tie happens or comes real close. Well, uh, odds are that ties will happen more often now that in past years when they moved overtime from 15 minutes to 10 a year ago. And look, the Saints. The Saints, of all teams, closed out Monday night's blowout win on a a 10-and-a-half-minute drive. Just wait until a team does that in overtime, and the debate will come up again about moving it back to 15 minutes. I mean, it should be 15 minutes anyways. Orders are 15. I always thought to leave it at 15. In 2016, I guess there was a total of uh, regular season overtime game, landed 13. Uh, Overtime periods lasting more than 10 minutes in that with six. I just think 10 minutes isn't enough, and I know they did it for injury uh, purposes. But five more minutes, come on, leave it at 15
0: minutes. Yeah, I just don't see any rule changes that are gonna, you know, are deemed um, dangerous to the player. And adding the five minutes is one of those. But I'm with you. I don't need, I don't need to see too many ties. Uh, Simmons and I were talking about how about you can't punt. You can't punt. I think anything that takes the coin toss out of out of play.
2: Well, here we go. Yeah,
0: is the way to do it, right? Like, yeah. That's what. Parley kid, you're J- saying Jason, no kicking.
3: Sal, Jason
5: Garrett says no to that, though.
0: No, of course I know, but just uh, yeah. but think about it. Like you win the you win the toss and you're in a nine nine game or whatever the Browns Ravens was heading into overtime. Maybe you're not going to accept the kick. Everybody accepts the kick if you can't punt and you don't have a, a great offense. Um, maybe you don't accept the kick. I, I, I kind of like that. Again, it takes the coin toss out of it. You know, not out of it completely, but you don't want the coin toss. Whatever, however, you can make that less of a factor is the way to go there. Uh, Tate, what are you saying? Verse rule. I, th- I, mean, I
1: I think there's a lot of bad rules. I, I still think the catch rule still sticks with me as the worst rule that's yeah. still going on. Uh, I, I still can't. I haven't gotten over the Jesse James thing, even though that was last season. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It still lingers over in my mind. So, still with the catch rule for me.
0: You were talking about the woman that uh, the trade <laughs> cheated with Sandra Bullock. Yes. yes oh, okay. Exactly. San- the uh,
1: the West Coast Choppers guy. Yeah. Gotcha. That guy. Yeah. All right, exactly.
0: All right, the guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the catch, no one knows what a catch. A brother Brian kind of knows he's close, but then something will happen. I'm, and I'm just like,
1: tired of just the conversation. It's yeah. just too much.
0: <laughs> it's bad. I don't think we've seen one in a couple of weeks.
1: Well, now they just gloss over it. They don't even talk about it anymore, you know? It's like we've already beaten into to the ground, so they just move on. Yeah, but right. It, it's tough. It's tough.
0: I'm going off the board here. I'm saying the pylon rule, and this one benefited uh, my Cowboys. Against oh, yeah, yeah. That's and the one. Partly Kids uh, Cowboys against Brian's Raiders yeah. when – Carr reached out, tried to slam it over the pylon, lost it for a brief second right before making contact with the pylon, and then the Cowboys get the ball. I think it's, I think it's too much of an advantage for the defense. I don't know what the idea is. Maybe the ball comes out at the 10-yard line, but to lose the ball there after doing so much, um, it just doesn't seem to make sense to me. That's, that's the rule I would change. But these are all bad. Let's admit it. <laughs> Catch rule, roughing the passer, overtime, field goals. All of it. Change it. That's another week of Captain Morgan's make-believe Riverboat Casino. No matter how you live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. All right, NBA starts. Uh, I'm going to be doing Futures Rookie of the Year. We're going to do Divisions. We're going to do, what's the other one? MVP. We're going to do it with Simmons and House. It's going to air next week on Against All Odds. But I want to give these guys a chance to give their best bets, their biggest future picks in the NBA, which starts Tuesday. Harry, let's start with you.
3: All right, I'm going to take the Philadelphia 76ers over 54 wins at even money. Look, they won 52 last year. They were second best in the Eastern Conference at 30 and 11 at home. In 16 17, they won 28 games, and in 15 16, they won 10 games. That is a remarkable comeback each year, increasing their wins. Remember, this year, LeBron being in L.A., that's, that's uh, you only have to play that uh, LeBron twice instead of four or five times. That's more wins. Uh, Coach Brett uh, Brown said, Mikel, uh, Mikel Sultz. Is finally ready to play
1: and he has a good jump Who, shot. Who's going to T- so that's who's gonna play?
0: Tate's laughing at how you pronounce his American names. You can't even get Harry,
1: those hockey names in your I'm head. <laughs> <laughs> All Markel?
0: right, Markel, Markel Fultz. Yeah, you got it.
1: Markel Fultz. All
3: right. All right. Anyways, uh <laughs> Robert Covington's underrated player. He played 80 games last year, had like 12, 12 points, six rebounds. But well, we all know Philly rolls with the two uh, lock all stars and Simmons and Pete. Like I said, every year the win total has gone up for Philly. Uh, I think they only they would only need three more than uh, they had last year, and with that team they have, and like I said, uh, it's gone up 42 games in the last three years in terms of their win total overall. So I'm taking Philly over 54 and Bry. Can you find odds maybe
4: on? triple-double over-unders for Simmons this year? Oh Yeah, well, you know, it's funny. We haven't seen a player prop
0: mm-hmm. uh,
4: right. yet, but I'm sure they will have some. Season what about him averaging a year. triple-double for the season?
0: Yeah, Bri, Good. find all this. Take take a break. <laughs>
4: yeah, I know, I know. They do, haven't do come now. out yet, but I'll, I'll find them.
0: Harry's, uh, I'll find them. Harry's instructing you. <laughs> Your boss, Harry, is instructing you. No, know, Harry, they were 42, and I'm surprised Vegas is leaving it this open for over-betters to pound because Philly was over 42.5 last year, the over-under was, and they, they crushed that. And just to make it two more, right? You said it was 52 last year, the over-under?
3: They, they won 52 Oh, last they won year.
0: 52, I meant. Yeah, and the over-under's so 54. All they
3: have to do is get three extra more wins
2: and no right. LeBron.
0: All, all right. right, I like that. Parlay kid, what's yep. your best?
2: Yeah, so uh I'm going to be taking the Milwaukee Bucks over 48 wins at minus 115. Uh they won 44 last year. Uh they've gotten better at especially one key position head coach Mike Budenholzer. Budenholzer. Mm-hmm. Make sure I say that right. That's right. right. <laughs> uh he's actually an excellent coach. His time in Atlanta uh might not have been uh so fruitful, but um comes from a great coaching tree there, so uh I I like that position right there. Much uh Bigger improvement than uh, Jay Kidd. Uh, they have 2017 Rookie of the Year, Malcolm Brogdon's healthy. He was having a great, even better year last year than his rookie year before he got hurt. Obviously, Greek Freak MVP candidate. He's only getting better. Still, he's only 23. Still, is that possible? Yeah, he turns 24 like uh, in
0: December. Yeah.
2: Right. So it's uh, that's unbelievable. They picked up Brook Lopez to give the front court some size. Don't forget Bledsoe and Middleton, two very good players. In a week east, I think they're winning fifty plus. So take them over forty eight.
0: Yeah. Let me jump on here. I was gonna do mine at the end, but I also have uh, something Milwaukee Bucks related. I like Giannis for MVP, five to one. Now listen, he yeah. wasn't top three last year. It was uh it was Harden who won, it was LeBron, and it was Anthony Davis. But for some reason Harden's dropped well for for good reason. L B J is the favorite, LeBron at three to one, and Anthony Davis is four to one. But I really like it. I like Giannis. Like you said, he's 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 in his prime right now. They have no Jabari. Yeah. But um they could be a three yeah, seed. Ch- Don't you think they could be a three seed in the East?
2: Yeah, I was gonna say so he's got a chance to dominate the East, right? To be the best player by far in the East right. this year. He's got that chance. He's still the focal point of this team. Uh, no matter what, even though they do have some nice pieces, but yeah, they're looking at I think at least a three seed in the East. That's what I'm looking at. So I think 48 wins, right? You got to like the over on that. A then, lot right? of like a lot of people, MVP, yeah.
0: A lot of people have them north of 50 wins, and I think that gets them a three seed yeah. for sure. 27, 10, yeah. and five. Tate, this guy's numbers just go up and up every year, right?
1: Yeah, and it seems like uh, they have like a pace and space sort of situation going on now. So. Gonna have yeah. more more uh, chances in the fast break. And, I don't know what uh, that means. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. it's all it, nobody knows. It's all NBA <laughs> lingo. They just make <laughs> better that stuff. Better
2: spacing on the floor, a lo- lo- lot more room to operate
0: for the I got players. You. There okay. you go,
1: smooth operator.
0: I got it now. All right. Well, the thing is, I, what seed would he have to be to win? Because now we saw Westbrook. He was a six seed, wasn't he? A six, six seed, seed when yep. he was at Sports Center Highlight year, and they had to give it to him. But I wonder if they're done doing that now. Do you think thir- third seed is enough?
1: Yeah, I think if he's in the top four in the East uh-huh. at this point, I think he has a real shot. And plus, you know, he and Anthony Davis seem to be like the two guys that everyone is pointed to before the year, and that helps a lot.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah it bums me out that Davis was one of the top three votes vote getters last year. That's what I worry about the most. All right, brother Brian, what's your NBA pick?
4: All right, I was just going to say too. I do love, uh, I do like the Bucks this year. I just feel like Giannis takes a, another another step in. Middleton was really good in those playoffs last year, so I do like them. But I am going to go with the Cavs, under 31 wins, mm. minus 105. So the last time LeBron left Cleveland, they had 42 less wins the following season. So the, wow. the three seasons after LeBron left, they had 19 wins, 21 wins, 24 wins. Look, I love Sexton. think he's going to provide a lot of energy, and Love can have a good year. But I find it hard to believe Love is going to stay healthy, shouldering the load of this team. But you know, and the thing was, LeBron last year, you know, when they picked up guys like Nance and Clarkson, he saddled them with some bad players and some bad contracts. If you look at their starting lineup, it's still really old. I mean, they have J.R. Smith, Thompson. I think Hill is going to be starting for them, but uh, I just I think it's definitely in their best interest this year to tank to get a top 10 pick. I know their pick next year is top 10 protected, so they're not going to want to fall outside of those top 10. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I I, I think they're they're more in like the 26-27 range. 31 seems too high without LeBron on this team.
0: What do you think, Tate? I definitely wouldn't pick over there, right? I don't know. I'm kind of bullish on the
1: Cavs. I kind of like Kevin Love uh, being a superstar on that team, and I just think the East is really bad. But I I don't know. 31, 31 seems low to me. But I, I know what you're saying. I mean, the fact that you have to rely on Jr. and those guys. I mean, oh, they're one injury away. If Kevin Love gets injured, I mean, the whole season is Well, what are, what are the
0: odds of that? How is Kevin Love going to get injured? He <laughs> sits out half every year. I mean, that's it. That's a, that's a, fine. That's a winning yeah. bet. Yeah. yeah.
1: I think you're right, Bri. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, that's NBA. Like I said, uh, Simmons and I and, and what's the other guy's name? Joe House. We're going <laughs> to go over these in depth um, next week as I'm in Brooklyn. But now, here's a important part we're doing sharp tank i have to jump on the right guy here i have to do it parley kid was hot for a while now harry's hot harry's actually been hot for a long time now brother bry is winning but parley kid lost so what do i do parley kid let's get the mojo back start us off
2: yeah well so you know we are collectively i think 11 and 4 as a group yes Since uh the football season started so that's pretty impressive you won't find that uh uh, any right. other place, probably. I'm going to tweet that. Uh, but, telling, tweet. you know what? <laughs> yeah. Last week, I, I, I had a feeling, I had a bad feeling, and I'm looking at these NFL lines this week again, too. And um, there's, not, there's not too much that's really jumping out at me. So, I'm actually going to do a three team teaser this week.
5: Mm-hmm. So, we're
2: going to be adding 10 points to the lines this week. Okay? Right. So, I'm gonna, I have two college games I'm taking and one NFL game. So it kind of gives you a Saturday-Sunday type of feel to it. Mm-hmm. All right, so my first game that I'm taking, Sal, is Michigan State. They're getting 13 and a half versus Penn State, so add to 10. They're getting 23.5 points here mm-hmm. versus Penn State. Michigan State is one of the few teams that usually has Penn State's number. Um, they have definitely been underwhelming this year, Michigan State, losing a real bad Terrible loss to Northwestern last week, Mm -hmm. but they still outgained their opponents in yards in almost every game. In fact, they've led their opponents in rushing yards in all five games so far this year. So I do think they're going to have some type of ball control, keep Penn State's offense off the field as much as they can, and keep this game, obviously, within 23 and a half points. So I like getting that many points. That's my first uh, team uh, in this teaser. Mm-hmm. Second is Colorado at USC. So they're getting seven, but we're going to add ten to it, and they're going to be getting seventeen points. Colorado was four and one against the spread in their in their five games this year. They're five and zero oh overall in terms of uh, record. USC sells zero oh and four against their spread against the spread in the last their last four home games.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: So I think Colorado. They're having a fantastic year. Their schedule hasn't been that great so far this year, though. Solid quarterback, excellent, uh, uh, balanced offense so far. So let's take them getting 17. And then my one NFL game, the Vikings. All right, they're giving 10.5 to the Arizona. Now you're going to get 10. They're giving a half point to Arizona.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: There's no way they're losing this game, Sal, right? All right they're not even tying it. I don't even see I don't I think this is the blowout of the weekend. I probably don't even really need to add points to this, but because I want to do a three teamer this week, I'm doing this as a safe bet. That's what I got for you this All week right. style. Three Miss- team tease. We haven't done a teaser yet this year. Good. Uh, we um, love the three team tease. Like
0: people people aren't excited about it, but I love it. Michigan State plus twenty three and a half, Colorado plus seventeen, Vikings minus a half. Okay. We'll revisit that. Brother Brian. what's your best bet?
4: All right. I'm going to go with Wisconsin plus 8.5. So I'm going to pretty much use the same logic I used last week in the FSU against Miami game. Look, it's a huge Big Ten game. Wisconsin does not get blown out in these games. In this series, only once in the last 12 games, has Wisconsin lost to Michigan by more than seven points. Mm-hmm. And they're 8-1-1 one and one against the spread against Michigan in the last 10. And plus, they already have a big road win this year at Iowa. So the road does not seem to be a problem. Now, if you look at Michigan and Harbor, on the other hand, they always seem to underperform against top Big Ten competition. Plus, we don't even know this week Rashawn Gary, his status. If he doesn't play, that's,
5: mm-hmm. that's
4: a big loss for him. Even if he plays, he's not going to be healthy. But I expect this to be close throughout. Eight and a half is way too many points. Again, I thought maybe this would be – I mean, this started more at seven. And it's creeped its way to eight and a half. But I feel like it should be more like six this, this game. It feels like a touchdown game either way. Just way too many points. Paul Chris does not get blown out. So uh, I just love eight and a half points.
0: All right. Harry, which way are you going? Oh, this, red this, hot.
3: This, uh, red hot. This week I'm going to go with the go total. I'm going to go Raiders-Seahawks huh. in London over 48 points. Seattle plays the AFC West this year. In week one they played Denver and 51 points were scored then. In 2017, they played the AFC South versus Tennessee. They scored 60 points combined in the game. Against Indy, 64. Against Houston, 79. Against Jacksonville, 54. And in those games, Russell Wilson averaged 348 yards passing. In Seattle's last seven games versus AFC teams, the game has averaged 60 points. The Raiders are giving up 30 points a game in five games this season. The last time these two hooked up, 54 points were scored.
5: Huh.
3: In the Raiders' first and only trip to London in 2014, they lost to the Dolphins, and 52 points were scored that day. And here's the stat of the day. In the last 13 games played in London's Wembley Stadium, the over is 10-3. and 3. Wow. Raiders-Seahawks, over 48.
0: All right. Man, I really should just take that with... What- Sight unseen, right? Harry's been so hot. I just here's what I worry about with that those stupid games. You turn the TV on. Actually, this isn't an early one, right? This just kicks off same time right. as a yeah, it's the
4: one as, o'clock. As, still, right. This
0: isn't the a, night game. There. Night, right.
3: Night game. People are liquored up in London. They want to. They <laughs> want to see some action. Oh, that matters. Okay. You
0: know. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I did they were a lot trick. Throw that uh, in. I don't, the pumps I, I, will be rocking. Tate, you, you know, you turn on a game and it's 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 foggy in London and mm. there's, especially at night and it's raining.
1: Yeah, you just wish the Jaguars are playing, right? That's all I can think yeah, about. Yeah, just worry about team. that rain and I don't know. Uh, hey, funny
3: you said that. Last year, my best bet
1: when the in the London game was
0: Jacksonville
3: versus Baltimore over killed, and I had it by the third quarter. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: all right. It's a home game, I, Harry. All right, I like that, brother. Bry, Wisconsin right, right. plus eight and a half. Their defense is surprisingly bad this year, one. Wisconsin, and it's it's weird that <laughs> yeah, it they hasn't
4: been a ha-
0: hasn't gotten started. I don't trust
4: Michigan's offense.
0: I know that's the thing. Harry's boyfriend, Shea Patterson. You, you have to wait like three and a half quarters before he makes a big throw, but eventually does. But maybe they keep it close. Um, brother Bry, parlay kids. You, 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 I heard you rustling around in the background when he said Michigan State. You hate that team. You had them last week. He has them plus 23.5. Yeah, but
4: I actually like them with the 13.5. I don't even know if Darren needs to do the 23.5. I like that 13.
0: And All half. right. So Parley has 23 and has 23.5. Colorado plus 17. I worry a little because USC, this is right when they get started usually. And I had Colorado against Arizona State last week. Vikings are a win. Let me look at this. All right, Harry, let's do this. Raiders, Seahawks over 48, but you better be right, man. You better be right. Are you going to be right?
3: (laughs) Five in a row. Five in a row.
0: I'm with Harry. I've definitely jinxed him right now. We're going Raiders, Seahawks over 48 in the London game. Which one would you have taken, Tate?
1: I think I'm right with Harry, too. I don't know. I I sort of believe in both those defenses are bad, so I, I like it, Harry. I believe
3: in you. I Five say, in a row. I'm watching the games with you. You can put me in the finals. You can put me in the figure four leg locker.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. We will be watching yep. games together this week, right? Yep. Nice. We will be in Brooklyn. That's right. I don't even know if I want to mention yep. the bar because you guys will just Harry gets mobbed whenever mm. I say his name mm. here. But we'll be in Brooklyn watching games. It's <laughs> a lot. No doubt. Uh, Parlay kid. Where can people find you?
2: I'm at the chalk talker. Uh just. Quick update, uh, high school team won last week uh, pretty Ooh. easily. Nice. Uh, Kyle, Kyle went under on the rushing yards you sent out. You, you posted out for him, I, I think it was 66 and a uh, half what or did something. What he get? But He only had 35, but he threw for two, 35 and four touchdowns.
0: Wow. wow. Parley, so. kid's son. Wow. He, uh, four he nice touchdowns. Game.
2: He's uh you nice know, game. This week, uh, You know, he's, uh, I think he's won all 10 of his career starts at home.
0: Is you that two, right?
2: About two to three more starts at home left. So uh, they got got Bayport. So you're pretty familiar with Bayport, uh-huh. and they play them this week. So Nice. Uh, hopefully get by this, and they could be playing for first place next Friday night.
0: What's the line? Point. We're, we're a half uh, 16 and a half against Bayport?
4: This week, yeah, I think that's a fair line. Okay. I think that would be funny. fair funny stuff I was gonna say like 17 although there's no yeah. way somebody's <laughs> kicking a field there's no way somebody's kicking a field
0: goal but yeah 17. Uh, I think Kyle yeah. Kyle could do it all let him kick a field goal if he had if his father <laughs> had his way there'd be no kicking in high school at all right
2: I, I said I should go for high school you should go for two right. every single time Brian agrees with me on that yep yeah and so can we get maybe uh Angie to sign Harry off tonight She's in the background there somewhere. Oh, I think. is she there? I don't know. Would that be all Harry's right?
0: Harry's girlfriend? I think so. All right, well, let's get. We'll wait when Harry. Uh, yeah, her, she's
3: giving me a back massage as we speak. Oh, come <laughs> on, Harry. Oh, God.
0: So gross. Harry. So, so gross. <laughs> What's the matter with her? Let me just mention real uh-huh. quick my. And, fan, you know, I know no one likes talk fantasy talk, but I've never had a worse fantasy year than right now. <laughs> my, my two main leagues, I'm one in nine. One and nine. That's so hard to do. Uh, and in, in the league I'm with these guys, my, my team is gross. It's really disgusting. But here's now, what how was the, uh, Here's how bad things are. I, tr- yeah, I can't even get the parlay kid to answer me when I propose a trade. I, over I text. know, you
2: proposed a trade to me. That's uh, how bad I think I should is. let Brian or Harry, what are they, uh, if we could tell them what it was. Now I have to them find think it. If they, uh,
0: I, it was so it was, long ago you and you didn't answer.
2: Freeman, Freeman and Hopkins for Tyreek Hill and Sony Michelle. That's
0: exactly what it is.
3: Right, Harry, do you like that? Boy, I think Michelle's going to get hot. I don't know. I know Shut up, Harry! Shut the
2: hell that's up. A,
3: that's what I'm worried. <laughs> hey, Everybody got.
0: Of, got oh, I do
2: have Coleman on the Atlanta too, and having him in yeah. Freeman. I just don't like either one of them right now, to be honest with
0: you. Right, right, right. Uh,
2: so Michelle, Michelle
4: for uh, Hopkins, straight up. Ooh.
0: i need something <laughs> i need you know he's the best he's the best we're talking about the that's best a pr- Top that's two. a pretty
4: fair trade that the one the one you propose is pretty fair that that's what i thought to, it, it was it's it pretty fair it's just, just a
0: preference thing i don't right, right all right yeah all right i'll we'll we'll work it out i don't think michelle for hopkins but okay. i'll but we'll we'll work something i need something to happen here all right uh brother bry <laughs> where can people find you
4: yeah, I'm at the Brother Bry. I gave out uh, college football again last week. I was 4-0, so that, that makes the last three weeks. I was 4-0, 0-4, and 4-0. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess either go with all of them, or go with none of them. Uh, I think I'm like 13 and seven since I gave them out. So yeah, uh, you'll know after the f- you'll know fri- after the first game.
0: After the first game, if Brother Brian's on a hot yeah, streak, exactly. just keep going with it or against <laughs> it. If he's one or zero and one, all right. And uh, Harry, have you fallen asleep? Or are you getting massaged over there?
5: Oh, it's good. It's good. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> anyway, AAO a- 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 Harry. Uh, by the way, I jumped on with Brian giving out college picks last week for the first time. Give up gonna... three games. I was actually three and zero. Oh.
5: Wow!
3: In listening to your podcast, Sal uh, with Simmons, uh, Simmons podcast uh-huh. uh, this week. He picks up a defense against you for a guy who's got two defenses. Who has two defenses? That's exactly what he I said. It, and he yeah. beat you with that defense, right? right.
0: That's exactly, that was the difference. he had 13 out of the okay. and, and that's
3: that's okay, but when I tried to do that a year ago in opening week season when there's a hurricane going on, you Harry, he you, gave uh, ridiculed me for a year and a half.
0: Hold on, hold on. It's longer than a year and a half, first of all. But the, he gave up <laughs> Car- Carson. Had, he gave up Chris Carr, the guy is like top six running back now, if you watch this guy. Chris, he had a 100-yard game against the Cowboys. And last week against the Wade Phillips defense, he gave, actually gave something up. Well, you gave up like a f- a third, I fourth gave up quarterback. Andy Dalton,
3: who you're in love with now?
0: I uh, have to be. Uh, it's Slim Pickens for me now. But the guy you gave yeah. him to already had two two quarterbacks. Believe me, I'm not happy about any of it. What am I going to do? Um, yeah. All right, <laughs> get your massage. Finish up your massage. All right, we're in Brooklyn next week, so look for us. Come to the BAM Auditorium. Maybe you'll see Harry. Maybe maybe you can give him a massage. Right on the front steps of the yeah. BAM Theater. Uh, and You look, will get
1: arrested if you give him the massage he's asking for.
0: Tate, we're going to talk to Lombardi in a second. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh, where can people find you?
1: Uh, at Tate Fraser, GM Street, uh, Fridays and Tuesdays, and then One Shining Podcast. Mark Titus gets out to Los Angeles next Monday, and then uh, we start college uh, basketball
0: season pretty soon. I so, love it. We're excited. It's coming up. It's coming up real quick. All right. Oh, yeah. Real quick word from my bookie, and then Mike Lombardi. Alright, time to talk MyBookie. Guys, you've heard me talking about this for weeks, yet some of you are still watching football from the sidelines. Whether you're an expert or rookie, you should be betting at MyBookie. What a great rhyme. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, MyBookie gives you the chance to create a big parlay. Pick three teams to win, you hit all three, 100 becomes 600. There's so much to bet on playoff baseball, hockey, primetime fights, and more. MyBookie's been in the business for years. They've got great online reviews, and their mobile site is easy to use. If you're on the sidelines, now's the time to get in the game. MyBookie will still match your first deposit dollar for dollar, but you've got to join now because they'll be pulling that offer soon. Log on to MyBookie right now and double your money. Use promo code SAL and they'll match your first deposit 100%. That's everything. Promo code SAL, S-A-L. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, we're back on Against All Odds with Cousin Sal, our next guest, is a friend of mine, fellow Pison, and one of the finest, finest football minds out there. You could hear him right here on the Ringer Podcast Network, along with our very own master Tate Frazier. It's called GM Street. It's the best football podcast around. It's way, way, way better than mine. Uh, his new book is called Gridiron Genius, and he's just that. Mike Lombardi, thanks for coming on Against All Odds, pal.
6: Thanks for having me, Cousin Sal. I appreciate it. You know, we got the great Tate Frazier, who I'm going to start calling Little Jimmy. Because he's really like little Jim Nance. I mean, that's really what he's going to become—is Jim Nance. <laughs> so I should just start calling him Little Jimmy.
0: That's quite—that's something to aspire for. That's a Little Jimmy's good. That's a good nickname,
1: Tate. Yeah, as long as I could get a house in Pebble Beach, I'll be all right.
0: <laughs> You're yeah, on your on way,
6: Stevenson Drive.
0: <laughs> Mike, we miss you. You were living here in L.A. You looked at the calendar. Yeah. You looked at the calendar and you said you saw that it's about to get miserably cold on the East Coast. You grabbed <laughs> Millie. You you grabbed the dogs and said, "We've had enough of the sunshine. We're heading back to Jersey." Is that how it went?
6: Well, yeah, it kind of did go that way. I mean you know some it, it was one of those situations where grandchildren call and it was a good opportunity for me to come back plus Sal, I think he would be proud of me. I got an opportunity to to do Atlantic City there's this great casino over there that used to be called the Revel now it's called Oceans mm. and they're going to have a they have a sports betting. Cause they have a sports book in the casino in Vegas. Stats and Information Network is going to host a weekend show there, and I'm going to be one of the hosts. So uh, it's it's a great opportunity for me.
0: Say no more. That's uh, you made the right move. In fact, I might meet you in two and a half days. That's a great deal. <laughs>
6: There's a great sub shop over there, Cutsaw. We can go <laughs> over there, eat hoagies all day long. Good,
0: good. I'm sold. It's
6: called the White House. No relation to the White House that you would know from your Dallas Cowboy days with <laughs> them.
0: <laughs> we'll talk about them in a second, but I want to I want to discuss this book because it's fantastic. You basically cover all the time you spent. Uh, learning from Bill Walsh, Al Davis, and Bill Belichick, and aside from your namesake Vince Lombardi, I was thinking I'm not sure that there are three football personalities better than that to learn from.
6: Yeah, And, no, I've been really blessed. I mean, that's why I wrote the book. I mean, I'm really it was a it was a humbling experience for me to be able to take the lessons that I've learned and put them on a piece of paper and put them in today. And and what, what makes all these guys so incredible is they're timeless. I mean, what Walsh was talking about in 1984, 1985 is still in existence today. I mean, I don't think there's a day that goes by, even as I was driving across the country, that I didn't think of something Walsh had told me or taught me when I would drive him around or when he was in the the office. You know, he had this thing for making sure every picture was straightened on the wall. Mm-hmm. And I don't go by in my house if there's a picture out of place. I'm fixing it.
0: I read that he freaked out when you walked past one and didn't didn't uh, didn't hop. Yeah, like get it.
6: that fixed. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and it was hilarious. and he used to hate it. I didn't put this in the book, but he used to hate when you would come down the hall and you would see him like 50 feet away, and you would jump into somebody's office like you were going in there anyway. Uh-huh. And he knew you just didn't want to pass him in the hall. Is that like, right? And he yeah, and he would say he would say, "Now, damn it, if you see me in the hall, just say hello." Damn it, you know. And he was just. So good.
0: That's what Tate does here at the Ringer, same thing. I know, people... I
6: try to get little Jimmy to stop doing that.
0: <laughs> people just trying to avoid him. But it's funny, you said you just drove cross-country, and it, it was probably natural to think about Bill Walsh, because lots of people's dream is to just drive a Porsche. Not only did you drive a Porsche, you drove Bill Walsh's Porsche, and which yielded yeah. countless hours of wisdom bestowed on you, right?
6: No doubt. I mean, it was great. And, you know, it, it wasn't that I could just ask questions. He just sometimes wanted to vent. And, you know, once as I wrote in the book about Paul Hackett, he was upset about him thinking about leaving. And I learned at that time, and this is what sent me on this journey about leadership, I learned that he was obsessed with reading Tom Peters and reading these great leaders who were business management gurus. And he sent me on that journey to learn and read about them.
0: Mm, yeah, it's amazing. And, you know, uh, what what I like is that you not many people know about this. They should know you were instrumental in bringing Charles Haley to the 49ers. True?
6: Yeah, that was one of the, that's how I got hired by the Raiders, really seriously. Because Al, Al and Bill had this thing going back and forth in that draft, and Al was gonna was convinced he was gonna find the next great white running back, and Bill was convinced he was he had a white running back, but he didn't think it was a a, a he thought it was a fullback. So they were arguing over Tom Rathman and Vance Mueller, though they never shared the name. Mm-hmm. And then Bill would always slip in their conversation. If well, I found a pass rusher out, and that just drove out completely bonkers. <laughs> and and then when he found out, he, and Bill told him that I was the guy that found him, I, that put my. My credibility with with Al Davis up higher.
0: And how did you and then do? He it? yelled
6: at me when I didn't trade for him at Cleveland, which was a stupid
0: mistake too. Of I course have. he did. The guy has more Super Bowls. Only Brady, right? As as, as many? Yeah.
6: yeah. But you? No, I think I, I think Charles has six. Brady six has to five.
0: five. Yeah, that's right. So hell, he has more. Uh, but what what was the process? You said you you were able to weed out slower players and players who are not as big, and then right. there he, was only like two Bill remaining. Gave me, Bill yeah.
6: gave me. He he basically said, "Look, I want somebody who's over six feet tall." who's got long arms. I don't care if he can play the run. I just want him to rush the passer. And then I just, without computers and without Excel sortability and all that, I was able to go through just manually reports. And every guy that fit the fit the profile, I just clipped them out, read the report. And we were in a combine with four other teams, Buffalo. It was three other teams, actually. It was Buffalo, uh, uh, Dallas, Dallas and Seattle and I went through all those reports and I went through all the reports from our scouts and that's what led me to two players and one of the, one of the cities I drove through on my way back was Tennessee Martin and there was one player there named Romel Andrews and then there was Charles Haley and I drove through both towns on my way here.
0: Mm. That's great and, and there's so much overlap you talked about it with uh, Bill Walsh and Al Davis and now remember I, I was reading how Art Modell, the Browns owner, and Al Davis were in a bidding war for you, right? I mean, this is. Well, no, they weren't in a bidding
6: war. They were just basically, I was, I wanted to pay me. Yeah, I was making X amount, and I wanted to pay me basically minimum wage.
5: Mm-hmm. And
6: Modell was like, "Fuck that! You're not paying him minimum wage. <laughs> you're gonna pay him. You're gonna pay him commensurate to his ability." And then of course they went back and forth, and then out, and then Art called me on the phone, and and I was part of the relocation package to go to Baltimore. So my house had already been sold. I already got money. You know, I was already part of that. So he's like, look, kid, here's what we're going to do. I'll pay for your, I'll pay your salary the whole time. You're not working for that asshole. And your health benefits, I'll cover them too. Because when you lose your job in the NFL, you go on Cobra mm. and that becomes expensive. And so I was telling Art, I'm like, Art, look, I got I got two young little boys. I got to pay their, he's like, don't you worry about that kid. I'll cover that too. You're mm. not working for that asshole. <laughs>
0: I don't. I don't believe that he used such profanity. But uh, if you say so, <laughs> he did,
6: it was. He was great. He was a very. I tell you, Art Model was an extremely funny man.
0: No, but these guys. It's like Jennifer Aniston and Charlize. Theron fighting over you. It really, it's like the two at the top of their game, right? That must have just just <laughs> in itself, wherever you ended up winding up, which, whichever team, you must have been able to step back and be like, wow, this is as good as it gets in this field, right? Yeah.
6: I, I mean, I don't know if they were fighting. I think they just, neither of them wanted to pay. And I think it was right. really more about them, too, than it was about me.
0: <laughs> I get it. All right, yeah. All right. You said something about substituting the word leader for coach. And you go through all these things about what makes a great leader, and between the three guys—Walsh, uh, Belichick, and Davis—you you come There's like 40 different categories you could you can throw right. in for this. But tell us a little bit about substituting leader for coach.
6: So when I, I had to do this project for the Rams. This 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 is fascinating how the world comes in full circle. And so the Rams, when I, when I was through this dispute, the Rams, John Shaw, who lived in Los Angeles, the team was in St. Louis, asked me to do a project for him to define what made a great coach, and I used my experience from Tom Peters and my experience with studying Warren Bennis and all these other great leaders about what what it took, and so I went through that, and I took two months of the project, and I basically brought it down into four categories, and I actually did a TED Talk the other day. Uh, I did it in, in Santa Barbara in September before I left, and it just posted today, and I did a TED Talk on the four areas of it, which are... Basically, the four principles of coaching. It's it's called management. It's called the, the command of the room, command of, of the message, command of the process, and command of self. Those four things. And I, and I wrote it all down, and I recommended to John Shaw in 1997, right, right after the season, I said, you should hire two people. You should either hire Bill Belichick or Nick Saban. And he took that report, and he took that notebook, and I just assumed he threw it in the trash. Mm-hmm. And then... Last this this past May, Millie and I are in Toscanos and of course that's where Al Michaels holds court mm-hmm. and who's at his table but John Shaw. So I go over to him, Millie's like, You better go over there and talk to him. So I go <laughs> over and talk to him. And Shaw looks at me like he remembers me. God, you got much thinner, which I, I didn't think that was true. But anyway, it was nice to hear. Yeah. And he never brought up. I talked about writing this book, and he never brought it up. So I don't even know if he even remembers one thing I did for him.
0: Wow. And when someone tells you you look much thinner in an Italian restaurant, that, that gives you license to order two two things of uh oh, like yeah, right, you, go, you go extra right yeah. extra entries i took home i did take out <laughs> too. but what is like how involved should a good owner be or what's the ideal amount of involvement you've you've seen all the great ones you've seen al davis you've been with robert Kraft, um jimmy and d haslam all, all <laughs> of, but what, what what what's the ideal amount of involvement obviously like jerry jones was that going to not work with a, a head coach as good as Jimmy Johnson anyway was were they going to fall apart no matter what yeah. Jimmy Johnson's disposition was going to be or is that something that's sustainable
6: it can't work because it's really Jerry's culture you know Jerry wants to be able to talk to the players he wants to he wants to give the the players have the ability to go talk to him and mm-hmm. he great the coach doesn't have the ultimate power it never really works it won't work i mean that's what Walsh said back in 1984 you know, A great owner goes and calls his leadership staff together and says, here's what I want, here's what I believe the organization needs to look at, here's the guiding principles that I want to adhere to. I don't want to draft guys who hit women. I don't want anybody that does X amount or I want This is the kind of team I want. I want to be an offensive team. Whatever he wants, whatever mm-hmm. he says. And then you implement that, and he's got to give you the latitude and the longitude to be able to implement it and put it in place. Right. And he can't meddle day to day with it. You know, he can't come out and say, like Jerry did, you know, the Rams' offense, remi- our offense reminds me of the Rams. Yeah. Well, he's yeah, losing if it. you talk to, to 2016, <laughs> 15 Rams, maybe it does, but it, and certainly not the 2018 Rams.
0: Oh, he's lost it. I can't believe he said that. He needs that. an yeah.
6: eye exam. There's no doubt. I mean, Pearl Vision will certainly help.
0: Oh, everything. Everything. Uh, yeah, and the Clapper, uh, it, was, it was good to see the Clapper shot to the top of the list of um, coaches most likely to be fired. But uh, it still doesn't matter. He's not going anywhere. I don't think
6: that Jerry – that means Jerry has to fire himself. Yeah. And I think that that – I mean, look, Jerry's gone through two situations in his life that he's had to bite the bullet on. He's basically had Jerry, Jimmy, which he – Jimmy came in and put the culture in place. Mm -hmm. And then he went – when he needed that stadium, he went with Parcells. And it never was really comfortable for him. And now he's back to being what he really wants to be, which is he's in control of the team. And he's Al Davis, and I can only tell you from my experience, the team can't function that way. The head coach has to have the ultimate power to control the team. He can't be a puppet.
0: One thing I learned about Al Davis that I liked, he he was as into high school phenoms as he was uh, successful college players. And also yep. just athletes, like track it, track, and, and it showed, did they get... Ronaldo Nehemiah or was it the 49ers? It was the did, Ra- 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 Raiders the Niners. got for, That's how the Bill, Niners that's got how got Bill
6: came across him and we got Jeff Stover because of track and field uh-huh. He was a world class shot putter and actually when Belichick and I were in Cleveland this kid he's a strength coach in the NFL his name's Rick Lyle He's a product of that whole system. He was a state champion of shot-putting hmm. in the state of Missouri. I want, I, And he was not a great defensive player in college at the University of Missouri. And so I signed him as a free agent thinking, okay, we'll make him an offensive lineman. And he ended up playing 10 years in the NFL.
0: It's amazing. A defensive player. You don't see that so much anymore, right? Like uh, I think Andre the no. Giant tried out for the Raiders as offensive line. Obviously he had no mobility, so it didn't work. But Ronaldo Nehemiah, I remember... Master Tate, you would love this. They used to have something called Battle of the Superstars. Ronaldo Nehemiah would climb the wall. He wouldn't even use the rope for the wall, right? He'd climb over the wall without, without use of the rope. And, uh, and, and guys like Lombardi said, We have to have him. Yes. <laughs> He's a true athlete. It was
6: incredible. I, he was so fast. We played Monday night back in New York. Belichick and I still talk about this. Mm. He caught an out route right in front of Belichick on the, on the Giants bench. This is 1984, the year we won the Super Bowl. And he turned up the field. The next thing you know, he was in the end. It was like the most explosive thing I've ever seen. He mm. was really, but he had no feel for the game, he never really understood how to play.
0: Yeah. Speak, speaking of explosive things and, and Belichick, why does Brady's quarterback sneak work way better than everybody else's? I mean, you, this is a guy. He's, he's they pro- practice it. And, and, they practiced it. So yeah.
6: they, they 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 practice it. It's choreographed. <sighs> they don't do what Deshaun Watson did the other night. Oh, you two guys in the A gap. Why don't you you two guys who are not aligned Why don't you slide into the A gap before I sneak it? Like they don't do that. Like they wait. Like had had Brady had had Deshaun Watson played. For New England, the other night when they got the ball on the one-inch line, he would have gone right up to the line right. and snapped it immediately, and they would have scored a touchdown.
0: But so, what do, you, what do you mean they practice it? How much is that? Thirty minutes a day? Is it forty minutes? Twenty minutes a week? Like why? No, it's when, all in
6: situation. It's all in situations. It's yeah. like okay, here's a situation. It's second and one. I'll, you know, sneak it. Right. Go up there and goose the center and go. You know, and, and then of course, then sometimes they've got to play around with it. And make it appear that they're not going to sneak it. So sometimes they go up there, and you know, and Brady's like pointing, and the next thing you know, he puts his hand under the center, and they go.
0: No, but it's so, just it's so easy. It's not even like he has to lunge and, and and reach the ball over the top. It just it's almost too easy. It makes you think, why can't a guy like Cam Newton or a Dol- Dante Culpepper? be you know, before him, guys who were you know much bigger than Brady. Or
6: or or like Deshaun, Deshaun's six feet five. I mean, all he's got and he can jump out of the gym. All he's got to do is extend I mean Brady, the touchdown you know, Brady was great at just jumping and then pushing the once you break the plane of glass,
0: mm-hmm. it's a touchdown. Right. I just think, I don't know, dude, Belichick has all these linemen scared that they're so in sync. It's like synchronized swimming where they have to they have to get maximum well, results. Well they practice the
6: every situation. I yeah. mean if you watch them practice to comp- and, and they go over every they rehearse every situation. Here's here's a situation. Here's what we got to do. We got to get the first down. We're going to sneak it. I mean look they sneak it on second and one because they just wanna keep getting first downs. They're not obsessed with, oh, we're gonna go for it, we're gonna throw it down the field here. No, they wanna they'll get the first down.
0: Right. Um, another thing I wanna talk about well Belichick, you said he takes away specific players to do their that, that do their best. The best thing that right. players specific do, like like what did he do with Manning aside from forcing him to play in like eight degree weather in January?
6: Well what he did was he basically he, he what he did with Manning is he played this defense called wooden statue, so he stood there. They played a cover two-shell. Nobody really moved before, so Manning couldn't get a read. And then they, with about five seconds on the play clock, then they started to shift. And then the other thing they did, which Polian went berserk for, and they had to change the rules, is they rerouted the receivers. Mm -hmm. They made the receivers, instead of running precise routes, they jammed the receivers coming down the field. And the third thing they do, which is the number one thing, little Jimmy and I talk about this all the time, (laughs) the number one thing you have to do to stop a great, pass rush a great quarterback mm-hmm. is is how you rush the passer you've got to in peyton manning you've got to get into the paint and the and the area is from the where the center is to where the quarterback sets up and the two guards that's the paint
5: mm-hmm. and you
6: got to get people at their feet you can't worry about you can't worry about coming around the corner like Von miller he just steps up in the pocket and throws it you got to get in the paint yeah so those three things i mean when he plays patrick Mahomes this week they won't get great pass rush on Mahomes, but they will keep him in the pocket or try to, like they did Deshaun Watson in Week One, and try to eliminate big, try to eliminate him escaping and then making
0: big plays. Yeah, I wonder if it matters. Mahomes has been put back to the end zone last two games, and he puts up good numbers. You know, he had he had two interceptions last week, but um, it, it doesn't seem to matter with him. I mean, but... the
6: Denver game, Denver should have won. I mean, Denver just forgot. Yeah. Denver just stopped. You know, Denver had a chance to win the game, and they, you know, for some reason Vance Joseph decided to. You know, I mean, look, Denver's not a great team by any means. I mean, Denver's gonna lucky to win five games. They should have won, so and they yeah. had a chance to beat them.
0: Yeah, I mean, Demarius Thomas, uh, that pat he was wide open uh, for that that last drive. But um, I know you talked about precise routes, and Bill Walsh demanded precise routes, and that's why his West Coast offense was so much better than everybody else's. Um, you know, and he he was ahead of the game in that in thinking that running will just be used to preserve leads. Um, right. How do you think he would have appreciated the game today? Where it's funny, I was looking today, I was on, locking in my uh, sports gambling talk show on FS1, discussing like Troy Aikman said that Dak Prescott needs to be more accurate. Well, Aikman retired one of the top three most accurate passers of all time at 61.5%. <laughs> Dak Dak in a bad year is at sixty one point eight percent. Everyone's chasing Drew Brees at seventy eight percent. Is it? You think Bill Walsh would have appreciated this game, or you think it would have? He wouldn't have been able to adjust.
6: I think he would have watched the Saints and been in awe. I think mm-hmm. the Saints are who he would be. I think that's who he would have been. Under center, he would have had to concede. He would have liked what the Saints are doing with their single-wing offense with Taysom Hill comes in the game. He would have liked it. He would have appreciated that. Mm-hmm. I think the Saints are everything that Bill would have loved. I think this whole shotgun thing would have drove Bill crazy because Bill's whole philosophy was, hey, we've got to be able to threaten. we got to play action. I mean, the Rams he would have loved too because even though the Rams are in shotgun, they're also under center mm-hmm. because it, you know, it, it, it's the, the threat of the, of the run that gives you the chance to separate the defense. It's, right. it's it One of Al Davis's pet peeves is when in two-minute drill or the last seconds of a game, you know, the quarterback's in shotgun and he fakes the handoff to the back. I would just go berserk. Like, really, do you think anybody's going to believe he's going to hand the ball off here? he's got to score a touchdown in, like, sure. 30 seconds, you
5: uh-huh. know,
6: right? And they carry out the fake. But at certain times of the game, that fake can be powerful. Yeah. And we see it in Los Angeles. We see it in New Orleans. I think he would have appreciated those offenses.
0: Right. I wonder. Yeah, you, know, you say that. And I've heard you say this before. and read it in the book: games are won in the last four minutes of the first half, um, except Browns games, which are won in the last forty seconds of overtime. It seems, but yeah, uh, that that's so true. It's so true because not only are you, if you score at the end of the half, which the Patriots love doing, whether it's a field goal and it's mostly a touchdown, you're you're demoralizing this team. The halftime speech by the opposing coach becomes very different, right? Whether you put up right. the, the opposing team scores seven or not, right?
6: Right, no doubt. And then you know you get the ball to start, and mm-hmm. it puts all the pressure on them. And they're going to have an offense or a, a change of pace when they come out in the second half that's going to be completely different. Right. And so you've got to adjust to what you think they're going to adjust to, so it makes it more complex. I mean, Belichick's not going to start the third quarter with an offense that he thinks you know you're going to run. He's going to have some, some way to adjust and try to figure and probe. I mean, the key to this whole thing is it's the Peyton Manning rule. It's can we score 14 points for our Manning sitting on the bench? Right. And then you, when you win the last four minutes of the half, and you can win the last four minutes of any game, you're going to win most games. If you don't rehearse it, like Baltimore the other day, Baltimore's sitting there. They have first and 10 at the 12 of Cleveland's 12, the 1 12 to go in the game. Cleveland has two timeouts. Mm-hmm. Like at some point, doesn't somebody tell Marty Morning Week, Marty, you need to run it here yeah. or throw a controlled pass? No, what does Marty do? He throws a middle read to the tight end who's got triple coverage on him, and Flacco throws it out of bounds. Uh, stops the clock. Yeah. See, people, what people don't understand, Belichick and Brady, they're not worried about the clock. The clock's not really relevant to them. They're going to start the – they want the clock to run. Mm-hmm. Where some people are like, you've got to call timeout. Stop the clock. Stop. No, no, let the clock run. We'll get this thing handled.
0: It's, and I I've, I know you've discussed it before, it's the screaming bar patron theory, right? Whatever the fans of one team don't want you to do. Listen, Seattle Seahawks fans wanted the Rams to punt that ball last week. Right. There's no question about it. So the Rams should go for it. They should, that, right. that really should be the standard, isn't it?
6: Right. And, and look, I think what that game proved, and we and Tate and I talked about this on the podcast, mm-hmm. was that offensive football really controls the game now on the road specifically, and this is another Walshism. I mean, Walsh was Walsh's road record was better than his home record, wow. and what why that why was that is because he was able to control the pace. It's hard to go on the road and win with your defense. At some point, the offense has makes enough plays. Just ask the the Bears who almost lost to the Arizona Cardinals. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it; they almost lost to the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. And so, you know, I mean, if your offense can go and score on the road, you have a really good chance. You can control the pace. That's what the Saints can do. That's what the Rams can do. And that's what the Patriots have always been able to do.
0: You've praised uh, Andy Reid as a great head coach in your book, and he is. You look at the record, but he has a glaring issue in terms of scheming, and that's the last two minutes. And it drives me crazy because, all right, Shaq missed free throws all the time, right? You would think he would just shoot – 5,000, 10,000 free throws over a summer to, you know, correct that. Why isn't someone in Andy Reid's head, either with flashcards or whatever, presenting a 1,000 <laughs> scenarios in the last two minutes, and he does it until he gets it right? Can he just not – forget about short of paying someone 30 grand to be a spotter on the sideline to tell you what to do. Um, can he just not get it? Is that possible?
6: I, I just think sometimes they get caught up in the play calls and they don't really – they don't pay attention to the flow of the game. I mean, the Clapper did the same thing. Like, do you really think, like, okay, you're yeah. playing that great a defense. The only reason you're in this game is because their red zone offense sucked.
5: Mm-hmm. Okay,
6: I know Chris Collinsworth was in love with Jalen Smith, and we, that's all we heard for four quarters. Right. But, the, but the, it was more that the Texans' offense sucked then the Cowboys were great on defense. Yeah. I mean, you would admit that as a Cowboy fan, no, right? right?
0: Yeah, no, but Bill O'Brien and, and Jason Garrett are not going to be confused with Andy Reid. Like He's a great no. coach, except for this one. Bill O'Brien, I said O'Brien and Garrett, I said on Simmons' podcast, if, if two coaches were to script out a scenario where they could tie and save their jobs, it couldn't look more like that Sunday night game.
6: Yeah, that's true. But I think Andy just sometimes gets caught up in the moment, and he just doesn't. It doesn't have somebody in his ear. Now maybe this will change this it's year. So
0: many years of this. But you think? Though. I mean,
6: he still calls timeout with two oh five to go in half. I know. And I- he still does. He th- he thinks that's the good thing to do. Right. And I'm sure maybe somebody's given him analysis to do it. You know, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, and I just think to me it's just one of those things that I, I've said often that he should just outsource it. I mean, there should be somebody in Bangladesh that's talking <laughs> to him and go from there.
0: I love it. I love it. Um, we did our Captain Morgan prop, our Make Believe River Casino prop. Which of the current NFL rules is the worst? Uh, you could go with the catch rule, three to two odds, roughing the passer, five to two, overtime, four to one, or the field. You could pick whatever you want. Which one's yours?
6: I think this whole, this whole is the insistence on protecting the quarterback, going low on the quarterback. Like, at some point, mm-hmm. where do you hit the quarterback? Yeah, Like, where are we supposed You can't land on him. You can't go after his legs. You can't touch his knees. Like, should we just put a red jersey on the quarterback and tag off like they do in practice? Right. Is that what we should do? And then, you know, sometimes guys get extended time where you got the guy in your arms and they don't blow the whistle and the guy escapes and makes a play. I mean, Deshaun Watson did that the other day.
5: Yeah, You, know, that's you think right. he got him
6: sacked, and the next thing you know. So to me, there's such inconsistencies with this ref, with the officiating. I mean, we're never going to get pass interference right. We know that. I mm-hmm. mean, that just hasn't gotten right ever. You know, overtime, I don't know what to think about overtime. Uh, you know, it's just, to me, I think we probably need Hugh Jackson on this podcast because he's a master at overtime. That's okay. He knew there were two seconds left to go in that overtime.
0: <laughs> yeah, he had the two up a long, long time. Uh, I think he had to go number two. I think that was it. Like we got to get this over with. i need to I need to use the restroom. But, um, yeah, there's a lot. i I said the pylon rule. What do you think of that? I think that's a little too little too egregious when uh, you know, uh, car reaching out for the pylon, it just slips out of his hand at the last second. And not only do they, you know the, the ball comes to the twenty, it becomes Dallas's ball.
6: Well, you know, I mean, if, if, it, if it's a plane of glass and you and you, and all you have to do is touch it to break, if mm-hmm. it slips out before you touch it, it there's got to be a benefit for the defense. Because right. technically you could say the offense, ha, and I know that Bill O'Brien might disagree with this, but the offense has a great advantage if they just have to touch the plane of glass mm-hmm. to, to indicate a touchdown, right? right. All you got to do is touch it. Well, the the defense ought to have some reward, and and if you don't have control of the ball before the pylon, it should go back to the defense. That's
0: a pretty big reward, but uh, no, maybe. Maybe you're right. All right, listen, let me ask you this. I think I know what your answer is going to be. Tate, maybe you write down an answer, too, after I ask.
1: Yeah, I'm writing it down. I got you. Gun to your
0: head. If you can only have met one of them Bill Walsh, Al Davis, Bill Belichick, which one are you choosing?
6: Uh, For me, it would be Belichick. I mean, you know, he was, (laughs) you know, I mean, it, it was. I, I was fortunate to have been trained by Walsh, which allowed me to see Belichick in a completely light. So, those two together, I think, were, were. And if I had to choose one, I'm just closer to Bill, so I would choose Bill.
0: I should have known. That was minus 2,000, if you were going to bet that, right. Belichick. The guy wrote the forward, and he's still alive. I think that, yeah, that's. Uh, he's got a lot going for him there. Um, you I know you're getting. We're getting. I know we're getting to the good part of the football season when Lombardi hits over 17 f bombs on his podcast with Tate. But that, I heard a, it was a couple of weeks ago. What a masterful job that was, Mike. Well, that was I mean, really sometimes terrific.
6: I mean, Millie yelled at me because I cursed too much. But I mean, it was like I was one of those where Tate Fraser and I, little Jimmy and I, got caught up in a in a moment that was just too hard. You know, it was like I was getting. You know, and so you know, what drives me crazy about football is like. At some point, when does somebody not make the same mistake week after week? Like, yeah. it, it, don't we get this fixed? Aren't we going to get this fixed? Like, okay, the Clapper, like he's making $6 million a year, oh, right? Oh,
5: God. <laughs> this and really? and, and this, is this
6: is what we get? This is what we get? This is all $6 million get you? Mm-hmm. Like, if you're making $6 million a year, you should separate yourself from the pack, right? Sure. Like, there's, not, there's no $6 million a year jobs out there.
0: No. He's a six million dollar man. I don't know how he does it. I don't know what kind of pictures he has, but what, why should it matter? Well, he, what went pictures he, has. <laughs> he went to Princeton.
6: He went to Princeton.
0: Yeah. I know. See, but
6: I love that. I love when people say he went to Princeton. He's smart. But mm-hmm. if you ask the question the reverse way, he nobody can answer it right. So if you ask the question this way, instead of saying he went to Princeton, he's smart, you should ask the question. Tell me three things he does that are really smart.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
6: And then when you can't answer it, you realize it doesn't matter whether he went to Princeton or he went to Adelphi. You Mm -hmm. know, I mean, it's the same thing.
0: Yeah, well, he's able to keep his job. That's the smartest thing. I don't know how he's figured it out, but (laughs) I think it's something that we will never know or understand.
6: They're struggling on offense, and he's supposed to be an offensive guru. Right.
0: (laughs) I know. I know, and he's not even playing, calling the plays anymore. It's Linahands. So it's like he's really,
6: he, he just stands there. Like at some point, what does he do? That's why I nicknamed him the Clown. I
0: love it. I love it. And I hope it stays forever. I love that you, the F bombs are coming. We're at the good part of the season. Like I said, you know, Tate has sensitive ears. He only first heard that word. Uh, I, think I know. I feel bad for Tate, sophomore, parents, at UNC. I apologize.
6: It's all right, <laughs> to little
1: Jimmy's parents. I don't want to upset them. I got earmuffs. It's all right.
0: <laughs> uh, the book is called Gridiron Genius, and he is all of that. Mike Lombardi. Thanks for coming on. I'll see you in Brooklyn, right?
6: You bet. Absolutely. All right. All right. I'm excited, Good luck with your picks this week. Who do you who do you like so far? Is there anybody that just jumps off at you? I
0: I, I think the Chargers are a good bet. I I really do. they're only you know, a I point favorite. You know.
6: You know what I started doing on Monday is I started yellow highlighting what initially looks like something that I should do, mm-hmm. and every one of those I've been wrong on. Like yeah. last week, I thought Oakland and Baltimore were my two that really looked good. Baltimore. When I initially it. looked at it.
0: Yeah. They blew that game, and,
6: and, and so like the Chargers to me just seem like they're better. But I, I, I don't know. I have a hard time trusting the Chargers. But you know, well, I'm, like Arizona to me, it took me three days to warm up to Arizona last week, and, it, and then I finally said, okay, they're going. That that that. I think I'm better off when I take more time than my initial shock.
0: It's just hard. The whole. I mean, you know, three double digit underdogs won outright. Week two, right? And now, now, I thought it was just coming back, and then like weird things happen where the Browns win in overtime. But I think like Rivers, that that offense, you know, it's supposed to be sixty degrees. It's not your typical West Coast team going east early. I think they're gonna have a little too much offense for the Browns. And don't forget, like they're one of the few teams that lost to the Browns this decade, yeah. so they have to avenge that loss uh, somehow. But who knows? Yeah. They'll probably win by well, somehow. Well, thanks for having me, Cousin Sal. Of course. I appreciate it. Let's, uh, we'll be in Brooklyn. We'll toast with uh, Srivadel in the green room after the show. Thank you, Cousin Sal. Ah, oh, great guy, Mike Lombardi. All right, that'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds with Cousin Sal, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. Hey, shoot us an email. Why don't you at Cousin Sal, against All Odds at gmail.com. Lock it in. That's my show, Monday through Friday, Fox Sports 1.0. to 5.30 Eastern. And watch Jimmy Kimmel Live, 11.35 tonight and every weeknight on ABC. That's that from Mike Lombardi, little Jimmy Tate Frazier, and the degenerate trifecta. I'm Sal, saying so long, and happy handicapping.